0: We're going to talk to Steve Forbes, chairman and editor in chief of Forbes Media, and his new book, "Inflation: What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It, is out. It's a great book. I read it, and Steve, it's great to have you. I got, you know, I want to talk to you about inflation and jobs, but I just got to read you this. I just saw this on the uh, Fox uh, Business website. They seized Putin's yacht. His seven hundred million dollars superyacht. yacht. I have been <laughs> ragging on this for weeks on year. Uh Putin's alleged seven hundred million dollars super, super yacht seized in Italy. Italians, I love this. They scramble to investigate the. They say it's nearly four hundred sixty foot super yacht known as I. I can never pronounce this word. Shahrazee, Shahrazadi. I know it's a biblical word. Anyway, dry docked in the Tuscan port of Marina del Carrara. Concerns mattered. The Kremlin-linked vessel was set out to Italian waters. Shortly, they nailed it. I wanted the U.S. to nail it in conjunction with it, but I don't care. They took his yacht. I love this.
1: <laughs> well, that's right. And uh, <laughs> with, with what they should do is uh, uh, put it up for auction and use the proceeds to provide arms to Ukraine. Yes. And uh, and. Uh, give Ukraine all the weapons it needs to win that war. We're still not doing it, shockingly, uh, which obviously has an effect on the economy. And uh, Ukraine now, from their experience of fighting the Russians since 2014 in eastern Ukraine and the training they received from NATO that nobody uh, knew about, they have one of the two or three best armies in the world today. So give them the means to do the job.
0: Great points all across the board, important, really important points, so let me ask you this Steve Forbes so here 's this guy putin he 's been president and prime minister and whatever uh thirty forty years he 's a public official. How does he for, how does he afford a seven hundred million dollar super yacht and i 'm going to go back. I sang this on the air a couple of weeks ago of our Fox Business show from the great uh Broadway play Fiorello. People of a certain age listening to this will remember Fiorello, where yes. you know they're trying to get rid of the corrupt mayor who also had a yacht and they launched into this famous song. Um You know, how did you afford this? Well, I gave up smoking for a couple of months and I put my pennies into a little tin, little tin cup. (laughs) And so Putin put into a little, and it's a famous song called, you know, if I had known this was coming out, I have the song in my folder at home, the little tin cup. But really, Putin's a,
1: So well, that uh, that, uh, that 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 is so right, and, uh, <laughs> and and you know you know what what 401k I, <laughs> I want to know the inquiring public wants to know yes who manages his money <laughs> <laughs>
0: well the point point in all seriousness the point I kept trying to make and I wanted Biden and his people to make this point he is a war criminal no question about that. But he is also, Steve, a crook, been stealing hundreds of billions of dollars from the Russian working people for decades. He's just a big crook. And I don't know why they well, didn't it, launch it, that it, narrative.
1: It, it, yeah, and it's, it's a criminal enterprise. Right. And, uh, and if you don't cooperate, as some of these uh, oligarchs have, uh, sadly have discovered, uh, suddenly you uh, get these strange diseases. You disappear. Your family disappears. It's, it's a criminal enterprise. And why we don't hammer that home on Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty, why we don't hammer that home uh, by our own State Department. And the word will seep through that at the same time they're sending tens of thousands of Russian uh, conscripts who don't know how to fight to early deaths in Ukraine. These guys are still uh, looting the country. Mm. And that's why the military stinks there Mm. is because the generals and the defense uh, uh, people were all on the take and infected rotted the army uh the non-coms are on the take i mean they they loot uh, these towns in ukraine and then they've put it in cars they've stolen and sell the stuff in russia Mm -hmm. it's it's unbelievable
0: um ryan i'm gonna go to ryan my crackerjack producer researcher go google up fiorello all right it's called little tin i think the little tin cup is the name of the song and we'll play it at some point if you don't find it during Steve Forbes, we'll play it later, but I'll bet you're going to find it. It was kind of like the lead song in, in that great Broadway play, which I think was in the early 60s, but I'm not sure. Anyway, Steve yes. Forbes, you're, you're spot on. I mean, so how does it, I wasn't going to ask you about this, but let's talk about Ukraine. How does it look to you right now that, you know, Ukrainians are always doing better than anybody felt, you know, believes possible. How does, how does this story look to you?
1: Uh, well, the story right now is that uh, I think uh, Putin's recognized, obviously, he's not didn't get that quick victory. And the question now is, is he serious about all this talk about using nukes? Uh, they, they have, a, more than any other country in the world, these low-grade uh, tactical nukes that are one-third of the uh, blasting power of what we dropped in Hiroshima in 1945. And the question is, would he really do a demonstration or even bomb a, a city in Ukraine? and say, you give me what I want, or uh, we're, 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 going, we're going all the way. And, uh, and I think that I hope right now, Washington is taking that seriously and behind the scenes, credibly saying, here are the consequences if you even get close to that. They also know uh, you have to go through a chain of command to do that kind of thing. Are we uh, contacting Russian officers? Are we making clear you're going to be tried as war criminals if you survive this thing? So I hope they're uh, laying down those markers. And then the question becomes, what does Putin do on Monday when he uh, makes uh, the, the celebration of uh, the Allied victory, Russian victory against the Nazis in World War II? Uh, what, what is he going to outline there as a so-called victory? That's why he's so desperate to get that uh, port city of Maripol, because he has nothing else to show for it. And so he's reduced the city to rubble, and he's going to try to make that a great victory. But we have to drive Putin out of Ukraine. And to make very clear, you don't even consider using nukes because uh, the consequences, You not only is your whole economy going to be shut down, your Black Sea is going to be blockaded, all the money is going to be seized, and uh, your ships are going to be sunk. Uh, then we got to credibly make that clear. Don't even go near that because you mm. cross that threshold and other countries are going to be doing it. It's, it's just a disaster, human disaster. Well,
0: agreed on all sense. <laughs> all right. We actually have... This is the Putin 401k song. Go ahead, folks. Your witness. Mr. X, may we ask you a question? It's amazing, is it not? That the city pays you slightly less than 50 bucks a week, yet you've purchased a private yacht. I am positive your honor must be joking. Any working man can do what I have done. For a month or two, I simply gave up smoking. And I put my extra pennies one by one Into Into a a little tin box A, a little tin, tin box, box that a little tin key unlocks. Oh, it's fabulous. There is nothing unorthodox about yeah. <laughs> a little tin box. <laughs> 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 All right, kids. That's just great stuff. So there's your 401k management. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a very serious subject, but, I mean, you got to have a little bit of fun on a Saturday morning. Steve Forbes, no, nobody's as good as you are. Uh, let's take a quick break, Steve, and then we'll come back and talk about inflation and the jobs report. But I do appreciate your analysis. This um, tactical nuclear weapons threat is a very, very serious uh, business. You're quite right on that. We're talking to Steve Forbes of Forbes Media. He needs no introduction from me or anybody else. We will come back with Steve Forbes after this brief work. Now back to The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking to the great Steve Forbes, chairman and editor-in-chief, Forbes Media, and really must read his new book, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. Uh, Steve Forbes, what would you make of the jobs numbers yesterday? Uh, and, of course, worker wages, average hourly earnings, uh, I'll, I'll use the one for production workers, up 6.4% last 12 months, which is a good number. But unfortunately, it's two percentage points underneath the inflation rate. So real wages are still falling. But there's some people on Wall Street are saying a little bit of weakness in the job numbers looks like inflation is coming down. What are you thinking?
1: Uh, Well, I think uh, the jobs report was uh, fairly good. But the one thing that uh, a couple two things raised red flags. One is people who are dropping again out of the labor force especially people who haven't had completed a high school education and the like mm. what is going on there the other thing that is a first sign that there may be trouble brewing is the if you as you know larry they have two surveys one gets the publicity but they also have the household survey that survey which usually captures small businesses better but uh, so their job numbers are all over the map but over time, they match the number that we get reported each month. That job number actually went down 323,000, which I think shows trouble on the on the small business front, both uh, trying to hire people, but also uh, that they're uh, facing real pressures that are going to affect the economy. So overall, good report, but there are red flags there. And on the uh, inflation front, uh, the Federal Reserve – is still dragging its feet you know we point out there are two kinds of inflation monetary and non-monetary this government's making the non-monetary worse now they're going after railroads which is going to raise costs artificially raise costs but on the money front the fed does have this massive amount of money steve Hankey, your previous guest made reference to it mm-hmm. now over 1.8 trillion dollars that is ready to flood the economy and one thing that's got no publicity is the Federal Reserve raised the rate it pays on bank reserves parked at the Federal Reserve. It's now Mm 0.9%. And uh, so I think they're going to be trying gimmicks to try to prevent a flood of money coming into the economy. But as people run down their cash, uh, interest rates go up. Uh, I think you'll see more uh, bank lending, more credit card lending. And that's how you get uh, traditional money creation. And the best... Battle the way you battle this. In addition to stop the money printing and start reducing the money supply, is go to a, some sort of gold standard, whether it was the informal one that Greenspan had for part of the 1990s, or what we had under Bretton Woods. But uh, we did an article the other day. Uh, the, my two co-authors, uh, Nathan Lewis and Elizabeth Ames, for Fox uh, Fox uh, Business uh, Opinion, that you can't even discuss. Such a such a thing anymore. Even though Greenspan informally used it, it's canceled culture. You can't even bring that up anymore. So the Fed, as you well know, the only way they know how to fight inflation is by slowing the economy. Uh, even though they say they're, they're the Phillips curve is out the window, they're still practicing it. They got to they got to slow the economy to fight inflation, and that is just the wrong cure. Make the dollar stable again. King dollars, you used to say.
0: No, that's right. (laughs) Listen, go back. uh, You mentioned Greenspan. You can go back a little further. Uh, Ronald Reagan appointed, remember Steve, uh, uh, Wayne Angel, Manley Johnson, and Robert Heller, three Reagan appointees to the Federal Reserve Board in 1985 and 1986. And those guys generated a discipline. I I I think that Wayne Angel was best known for it, but the others, uh, whether you looked at a commodity price rule or Manley Johnson and, and the late Bob Heller uh Bob Kelleher, I beg your pardon, um uh, wrote a book about market uh market price signals. But basically you'd be using gold, commodity indexes, the yield curve, uh, and the exchange rate. And when they got out of line, like in an inflationary environment, the exchange rate would go down, gold commodities would go up, the yield curve would widen. That was a signal to the Fed to tighten up their balance sheet, which in those days we called the monetary base. It still is the monetary base. Just don't use that phrase. And that's yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but that's really what you're driving at. Is that kind of it? Yes. You don't, wanna,
1: yes, one, don't want the to. Yes. Because the one thing the Fed can control is the monetary base. Right. They can't control velocity or anything else. That's right. But they can control the monetary base. And I'm afraid now they still think they can bottle up these excess reserve money they've created by uh, the those reverse repos. In effect, they borrow the money back every night. So they create the money and then they borrow it back. Really smart. And uh, by hiking uh, the interest rate, they pay on reserves to try to keep banks from lending. But it's ultimately not going to work. So get your act together, guys. And uh, whether you do a clean gold standard or a a partial one, like we did have in the 80s and uh, part of the 90s, uh, you don't have to artificially depress the economy. We have enough trouble without uh, the Federal Reserve uh, pushing us over a cliff.
0: You know, I thought – Listening and watching and reading uh, Jay Powell, Fed Chairman Jay Powell, I mean, I really thought he sounded like Biden. Because he's, you know, he's blaming it on Putin, a- aka the Ukrainian war, and um, what he called pandemic, blah, 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 supply shortages. But that stuff, first of all, the the oil price surge started way before Putin because they've, they've run a jihad against fossil fuels and the Green New Deal crazies in the White House. But Um, You wouldn't have all prices rising. These indexes, flawed as they may be, would not all be rising. Some individual prices go up. Some individual prices go down. That's the the supply shortage uh, point. But you've got – which because you have excess money, you've got all these prices going up. And the – I mean commodities may have topped off – briefly, but they're still at a very high level. And on the exchange rate with King dollar, uh, I mean, as Hankey was saying, almost all these other currencies have been inflating almost as badly as we have, not and, all of And them. that's
1: why the dollar looks strong on the foreign exchange. That's you know, right. the dollar index is over 100. Right. And uh, that's not because we're doing a great job. It's everyone else is doing a worse job.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see gold drop a 1,000 or 2,000 bucks. And I'd like to see the commodity indexes drop you know, 15, 20 percent, that would tell me the Fed has stopped printing excess money. But I'm not saying that.
1: No. And uh, unfortunately, the Fed is floundering. I like to compare it to uh, what they're doing to what the doctors used to do in days of old when they bleed the patient to cure the patient. Hmm. That got rid of the pain and suffering because it got rid of the patient. (laughs) And uh, the the, the Federal Reserve is uh, doing the same thing today. They don't realize if You yeah, you know, the real core inf- essence of inflation, other than the mon- non-monetary kind, when you shut economies down and you get droughts or stuff like that, is when you reduce the value of your currency—the intrinsic, the base value of your currency—and uh, you lower, you you make your currency weaker. By golly, you're going to have trouble. And what these people don't understand, you can get regulations right, you can get spending right, you can get taxes right. But if the money's not right, you have problems. And these people who say, oh, we need 2 to 4% inflation, name one country in history that achieved mm. great wealth mm. and did great things with unsound money. Mm. Just doesn't happen, period.
0: Steve Forbes, go back. You were making a point, and I read this briefly, but I haven't really covered it on the, on the Fox Business Show. The, 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 the uh, Bidens are going after railroads now.
1: That's right. Uh, one of the one thing Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter did right and Democrats like Ted Kennedy and with mm-hmm. Republican support, of course, is that in the late 70s, and early 80s, they deregulated all the transportation. They deregulated uh, trains, planes, trucks. And as a result, the railroad industry at the time, which was going all all the companies are going bankrupt, went from uh, insolvency to the greatest freight rail system in the world the track is up to date the uh, technology is fantastic no country comes close to matching it either in europe japan or china now this administration's decided because we have fewer railroads today than we did 40 years ago they have to create artificial competition by forcing railroads to give money to smaller uh, railroads uh when they uh, carry freight so mm. in effect, they're a uh, uh, Want to sort of sort of income redistribution? Hmm. Well, you do that kind of nonsense, what's going to happen to investment? Rails are very very capital intensive, and if you start uh, forcing these companies not to make the investments they need, we're going to go back to where we were in the terrible late 1970s. Hmm. So they're going after railroads, as you know. They reinstated uh, the crazy rules that Trump tried to push back. So of infrastructure projects yeah. are now going to take longer. Yeah, the NEPA. They to do more studies and stuff like that. The NEPA rules. Everything roles. they can do to gum up the economy, they're doing. And now they want to force banks to make loans to low-income communities. Fine to make the loans, but when you have the government involved, you get you get the loans that shouldn't be made. Let's let the economy alone, but they just do the exact opposite.
0: We were talking to Steve Scalise, <clears throat> Republican House leader Steve Scalise, about the diesel fuel, Steve Forbes, and the trucking industry. So diesel fuel is like five and a half, six, uh, six bucks now, and that's yeah. killing the trucking industry. The trucking industry is responsible for almost three-quarters of the goods yes. shipments inside the U.S. So there's another killer because of, the, um, because of the Green New Deal and the war against fossil fuels.
1: Yeah, when you look at the requirements refineries have in terms of what they're allowed to refine, not to mention building a new refinery, good luck with that. Even LNG plants, which we would think we would want to put on a fast track to help Europe out vis-a-vis Russian gas, they're dragging their feet on that. The Federal leasing, yeah, the courts say they can't block it, but they find other ways to block it through regulation. And uh, and and railroads too use diesel for crying you know so oh, it's, that's it's, right yeah 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 that's right so it, it hits everything and uh, so they they're putting up these artificial barriers and then complaining about the fact that costs go up the Federal Reserve still uh, doesn't realize that uh, they got things semi right in the late nineteen eighties and part mm-hmm. of the nineteen nineties mm-hmm. not to mention what we did before in the fifties and sixties let me just give you one statistic by the way on uh, when we had the old Bretton Woods gold standard, mm-hmm. from the late 1940s to uh, around 1969, mm-hmm. 1970, the average growth rate of the American economy was 4.2%. Mm-hmm. Since then, before COVID distortion, let's leave out COVID, it was 2.7. Mm-hmm. You compound that over 50 years, if we had maintained anywhere near that uh, average historic growth rate, you know, the household uh, income median, which is now, what, 67000 would be about $100,000 to $110,000 today. Wouldn't people be happier with $30,000, $40,000 more income? That's what happens when they fool around with their money. And we have a pauper dollar instead of king dollar.
0: And you know what? So if you, if you had king dollar, price stability, minimal taxes, minimal regulations, you could grow the economy. At three and a oh, half to four percent in the you long could. run. This People have forgotten; they've some given some up on that. Thing?
1: No way.
0: Right. We could easily
1: grow four percent. All right, we'll three leave. and a half,
0: four. The great Steve Forbes. Steve, can't thank you enough, and we'll send you thank a copy you. of uh, Fiorello, the little tin box.